0: Matt, step. It's been one month since the end of the Texas high school football season, and uh, and how are you holding up, buddy?
1: Struggling, as a great man once said.
0: Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's, Texas football and Texas football.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm the step Matt step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. We do love you very much. And, and it's good to be talking to you in the year of our Lord, 2023. Um, Still. Sounds- when, when did we start this podcast? Was it 2018? I think
1: so. I know we hit episode one hundred this year, so yeah, we did. Now we don't do weekly episodes during the off season,
0: so right, we do monthly. Let's see. We started our first episode was on August twenty third, twenty eighteen. So this Ah, is we celebrating five years here in August. Yeah, we will be. We'll be celebrating five years here in August. Wow, wow! What'd you get me?
1: Uh, high school football talk i got okay. lots, lots of it.
0: That's all I've ever asked for. You know, we do occupy an interesting space right now. We're recording this on Monday afternoon. We occupy an interesting space before the Cowboys game.
1: Yeah. Which- yeah. The Cowboys <laughs> play in a few hours. And, uh, yeah, as a Cowboys fan, I, I, I approach, mm-hmm. uh, especially I approach playoff games with, uh, lots of trepidation because I, you know, I just feel like they're going to find ways to, uh, break my heart because that's just what they do
0: here they're really good at it uh i've said before i've i'm uh i have a lot of friends who are cowboys fans so i root for them in that regard but i don't root for them i don't have any sort of an emotional investment myself and i am very glad for that because you're, you're a lucky man i feel like i have enough enough pain in my life anyway this got is the problems t- I really do. This is Tep and Step, your premium high school football podcast. Uh, uh, We are in the off-season. We'll be bringing you an episode every month during the off-season. And that includes, we'll have our State 7-on-7 preview. We'll have a show uh, live on tape from coaching school. Um, June and July are accounted for. We already know. June, July are accounted for. Yeah. May's tough. May's tough.
1: Yeah. Um, Because we're we're
0: right in the dredges of magazine. (laughs) Well, and the other yeah. thing about it is we got no realignment this year. So, nope. like, th- that was an easy show in February. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah realignment,
1: yeah. Realignment carried us in January and February last year. Oh, so yeah. Kind of and, then, and then, honestly, show. like,
0: you kind of do realignment cleanup in March, too. So it's like, you know, you, you got plenty to talk about. This is going to be – look, but that's our problem, not yours, the fair no. listener. That's our problem. Uh, we will bring you plenty of high school football content year-round. Coming up here in just a minute, we are going to roll through some of the biggest coaching changes across the state and give you the inside scoop on a couple of notable jobs from across the state. And then back half of the show, um, we're going to revisit some of our uh, we're going to we're going to hold ourselves accountable uh, for uh, for things that we've said
1: because that's what we do. We hold what ourselves did. accountable here.
0: We hold our own feet to the fire. Uh, We will hold ourselves accountable for things that we've said coming up here at the Back Half Program if you stick around for that. But first, Matthew, we will start as we always do with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week presented by country meets ah country meets mm-hmm. I missed you so country meets I know I'm,
1: I'm disappointed I'm not gonna have a country meets read at the end where I can tell everyone where I'm going this week because I know there's no football games to go to I guess there's coaching clinics I could I could tell everyone what coaching Ooh. clinic I'm going to next year next week that's
0: that would be pretty good I like Let's that, do that actually everyone where Let's I'm going this
1: week for coaching clinics
0: <laughs> a shout out to our friends at country meets we all love the game of football and they're here to make your fundraising easy for your team, head on over to countrymeats.com and use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's co- uh, discount code STEPP10 at checkout at countrymeats.com. Countrymeats.com, it's the best thing to get you through a long offseason.
1: And lots of coaches have gotten country meets for their fundraisers. We have, mm. we have been alerted to uh, several who have, well, who have joined the join the revolution, the country join the country meets revolution with us.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that! Yeah. Oh, wow! We need T-shirts that say "Join the Country Meets Revolution." <laughs> that's what that's what we are. We are we are the we are the tip of the spear of the country meets right. uh, revolution. Anyway, meets dot com. We hands are hands
1: hands Sandinistas for Country meets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Matt Step,
1: you're oh my god. We're off to a roaring start here. Welcome to
0: 2023, y'all. All right, yeah. Uh your Texas high school football fun fact of the week is something you either know or you don't. And I'm very interested to see if you know it. Matt step do you know who led the state in passing this year? What quarterback? Uh
1: no, I don't. I don't I will,
0: I'll tell you this only because I just did the uh, I just hosted the Built for a Tough Player of the Year banquet alongside Sam oh, okay. Merrifield and Aaron Hardigan, and he was there. So you, you don't know? Do you, do you want me to give you a small hint? Yeah, give me a hint. It is a t- it is a three uh, A player, a ah, three A player.
1: I think th- I know. Oh, I think I know. Yes, it would be JJ Acosta from Taft.
0: Oh, I lied to you. It's not a 3A player. It's a 2A player.
1: Damn it. J-
0: JJ? JJ, JJ, JJ Costa did lead all of 3A, though, and he okay. was third in the state in passing, 42 okay. I'm close. That's my guess. You are not. No, it was 2A. I, 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 I led you astray. No. Would you believe that it was a sophomore? It was sophomore quarterback Armando Luan
1: oh, from yeah.
0: Sunray.
1: I saw him play this year. I saw him in the first round of the playoffs where he threw for like five hundred and forty-eight yards in that game. So he, the math,
0: the math tracks on that one. He does it every week. He yeah. went three hundred and eleven for five hundred and eleven for four thousand four hundred and seventy-six yards, fifty-one touchdowns, and just nine interceptions on the year for a sophomore. Um, pretty strong. Yes. He is pretty strong, and they got two more years of him at Sunray. There, they they made my list of ten biggest surprises in Texas high school football this year. Uh, and and it's easy to see. It's like, all right, two a two a level, two a division two. Hey, we found a quarterback. It's like, up, oh, yep, that's you're gonna you're gonna mm-hmm. go nine and three. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they did. So anyway, uh there it is. Armando Luan. Uh they were top three, by the way, if you're interested. or Armando Luon uh was in first. Blake Flowers from Seminole was in second, and then okay. JJ Acosta, followed by Clifton Cooper at Ponder, and then Evan Bullock at Anna. So there you have it. Your Texas Wall, fun fact of the week, Armando Luan. The leading passer in the state of Texas. All right, Matthew. So it's officially coaching change season. It is. We are. This uh, is, my,
1: is this, this is when I call ISO on a lot of this stuff. And this just, you know, you this
0: just is clear Your time to sh- your this is your time to shine.
1: Step off season.
0: Um, we'll be remiss, by the way. This is not. This technically does not fall under the purview of coaching changes. At least Texas high school football coaching changes. But she is a coach and she is working in football and she is somebody that we deal with on a regular basis. But mm-hmm. uh, we reported on TexasFootball.com that sources have informed te- uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football that uh, Dr. Susan Elza, the UIL athletic director, is, uh, is going to resign her post. Uh, we've been told to expect this move to become official on um, early this week. Uh, she's going to go join Matt Rule's staff at Nebraska to be their mm-hmm. chief of staff.
1: A lot of Texas ties on that staff with mm-hmm. uh, Bob Wager, who we'll probably talk about that job uh, coming open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett McGuire, but, the but c- son can, of Joey McGuire, going there. Yeah, so there. Yeah. Like,
0: so congratulations to Dr. Elsa. We're going to miss her. She's uh, she was a, a, a great advocate for for Texas high school football and a and, and a friend of ours here at Tepin Step. Yes,
1: she will. Uh, she will be missed. She's been a uh, a great asset to all of athletics in the UIL and specifically us on the football side of things. So, so do uh, you we'll l-
0: let me let me ask you: Do you have any in, intel? And in it's okay if the answer is no because this is an unscripted podcast. Do you have any intel on like what they are thinking as far as the AD is concerned?
1: No, I'll be really interested because you know you would think that. They, they promote from within because they've got four, three or four assistant ADs. Mm-hmm. But remember, when Susan Elza was hired as the athletic director, she was hired from the outside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she was hired straight into the direct athletic director. She didn't – she wasn't hired in as an assistant athletic director and then moved up to athletic director. She was hired straight in as the athletic director. So um, I think there's a decent chance they go outside and, and pluck someone from the athletic administration ranks uh, already out there. So – Very very, well. I would think it would be some some sort of athlete, someone who's an athletic director, um, someone high powered who who has a lot of stroke, um, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So, be very interested to see what direction they go.
0: The other thing, because if you go back, you're right. They hired Dr. Elza from uh, I guess she was at Northwest ISD at the time. Yes. Um, They hired her. If you remember, her predecessor, Mark Cousins, was promoted from within. Um, nice. he was, um, he was, he was promoted from within, uh, there, whenever he got hired in, into the AD job in 2011. So, um, he's been, he's been kind of, he had worked on like litigation and legislation on behalf of the league for for 10 years before that and he was a policy he was policy director and then he got promoted to athletic director so they have done a little bit of either so it'll be very interesting to see um did you see jason todd's t- tweet today yeah I, yeah
1: i'm all i'm all in on J- jason todd jason my UIL. UIL
0: athletic director is the official position of step and stuff i want to be clear so that's, that's, that's cool. who we're
1: putting our endorsement behind.
0: Congratulations to Dr. Elsa. We really, we really are, are very uh, happy for her. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Texas com slash coaching hyphen changes. And uh, where you've got all the Texas high school football coaching changes from across the state, uh, the news that has broken across uh, the state of Texas, uh, and, and I'm just going to go down, and I'm not going to talk about all of them, but the ones that certainly catch my eye, I want to kind of take your temperature on. We'll sure. start with the one at the very top. Joining Dr. Susan Elsa at, at University of Nebraska is uh, Arlington Martin. Uh, Bob Wager leaves his his spot there at at Martin to go join Matt step at Nebraska. And I one thing I think is important to remember about Arlington about about Arlington Martin and Bob Wager is that before his arrival there, um, they were certainly not the kings of Arlington ISD, that is for sure.
1: No, they were pretty much in a good year, kind of a middling Arlington ISD mm-hmm. team. So he did a heck of a job there. It, I would started to hear some rumblings that this was going to be Wagers last year, kind of midseason. It makes sense. He's been there a while. His son, is, you know, son graduates this year, so that all kind of tracks and lines up. And then obviously... You know, but I'd heard he was going to Texas Tech originally, and then when Matt mm. Rule got the job, that kind of really spurred on uh, the the wager to to Nebraska commentary. So, uh, you know, I'll be interested to see. You know, Arlington ISD kind of makes site based decisions. The athletic director really doesn't have a whole lot of say so in this hire. It's more on the principal, which is mm. a lot more of a wild card when it comes to our world because we don't deal with principals very much. Um, but I would guess. The, the smart money here would be an internal hire but you, you never know what, when you're dealing with the principal. one of
0: the one of the biggest open jobs in the state certainly has to be Cedar Hill. Um, Carlos Lynn is out after six seasons there and a run to a state championship game in 2020. Um, and you for well, let's talk, talk about Carlos Lynn here for a moment. I, I know you and I' have talked about like you're of the opinion that he's gonna land somewhere fairly fairly soon.
1: Yeah, I think we'll hear something about Carlos Land landing another job in the Metroplex in the next today's uh, MLK Day. We're reporting on on a holiday, mm-hmm. uh, MLK Day. I would say in the next ten, next two t- ten days to two weeks, uh, okay. we'll hear the official word of Carlos Land landing another job in the Metroplex. I'll put it that way.
0: Um, and but it does leave open a job there at, at Cedar Hill. Um, you know, of course, that's where Joey McGuire got poached from. Uh, I think Carlos Land takes over uh, for him. Um, what do you know? What do you know about the search there at, at Cedar Hill? Because I know they have a very powerful and headstrong uh, athletic director who, who who calls who calls the shots over there.
1: Yeah, I think in this case, I think the superintendent's really making this call here. I, hmm. I think this is more of a suit call. And I'll just say this: I don't think the search is going as well as anyone in Cedar Hill had hoped. Um, this is a job. This is not the same job that it was when Joey McGuire was there. Um, in, in a lot of ways, Cedar Hill has been passed up by DeSoto, Duncanville, Lancaster, Red Oak uh, when it comes to facilities. They're set up; um, it's it's not in good shape right now. Cedar Hill sub-varsity has really struggled last year. Their numbers are at an all-time low in the program right now. Um, there's a lot of internal challenges at Cedar Hill when it ag- regards to the setup. As far as uh, assisted coach pay is very low. They have first-period athletics, which is a challenge. Uh, for a lot of coaches that, to deal with, so there, there's a lot of negatives around the Cedar Hill job, and I've been told that they've made some calls and they have been just told flat out no by a lot of people. Um, mm. So I think they've gone really far down their list. I know they're inter- they've interviewed, um, interviewed Thursday and Friday, from what I understand, and a lot of the names that that ha- I have been floated my way for interviews y- you would not think would be associated with Cedar Hill because it's it they're not. I don't think they're going to land a current head coach with any sort of um, a uh, real good resume, if that makes sense. There's one head coach that's interviewed with a winning record. Uh, he's out in East Texas. Um, he's got a winning record, but he's has he's struggled the past few years. Don't know if he's going to get the job, and honestly, don't know if he would if he would even take it if he, if he's offered the job. So there's a lot of issues right now. I'll, I'm, I'm, they're they're supposed to be hiring in a week. Uh, I was told January 23rd at the board meeting is the date they're going to be they're going to be hiring, and right now. I don't have a good read on who they're hiring, and, and if it's the names that I've been given, none of them are really going to, I don't think, make the clientele there in Cedar Hall very happy.
0: Um, this one came down before, actually, before the state championship games, uh, and it kind of been in the works since midseason. So Mike Jackson, Dr. Mike Jackson, um, uh, re- retired at midseason at Conroe Grand Oaks, uh, and they make a hire. They bring in, uh, I mean, you want to talk about swinging big, Richmond Foster head coach Sean McDowell. Uh, is the new head coach there at Conroe Grand Oaks. Uh, he's 86-34 and 34 in 10 seasons there at Richmond Foster. It's pretty strong. Um, pretty strong this record. Is the, this is a I, – I, I think – I don't know. Richmond Foster, uh, under Coach McDowell, who you and I know and, and, and like a lot, they always felt like they were right on the precipice of, of breaking through. And yeah, it, there it are, just, there are a couple it just of years never they,
1: happened. Yeah, they just yeah they lost close games to Shadow Creek a couple of yeah. times late in the playoffs. And in the last couple of years, they've been they've the, the the emergence of Fulcher has been in direct correlation to the Foster going from what we would consider in a top tier five A Division one team to a kind of middle of the road team because Fulcher pulled a lot from Richmond Foster. So uh, they haven't been bad the last couple of years. So they've just kind of been kind of missed the playoffs two years in a row though. Um, but McDowell's got a good resume. He's won a lot of games at Foster. And I think talking to him, he's very excited about the potential uh, there at Grand Oaks. It's the newest school in Conroe ISD. They're getting a lot of growth. Their numbers are going to be real big. They're not going to open another, another high school in Conroe for a while. In fact, instead of opening another high school, they're going to build Grand Oaks a freshman center. Mm. So their enrollment is going to get to be a larger 6A school. So I think all those things uh, uh, really were appealing to coach McDowell. And I think he's, uh, pretty fired up, and I think he's going to do a good job there. He's going to re-energize uh,
0: yeah. Grand Oaks. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's I think that's a really like mutually really nice hire there for for both coach and uh, and program. Um, speaking of friends of ours, um, El Paso Americas uh, coach Patrick Melton uh, is uh, resigned after 14 years um, there at El Paso Americas. A buddy of ours, they have hired El Paso Eastlake defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator No Robles. Uh, to be their uh, or Robles, maybe uh, to be their uh, their next head coach out there in in at America's. Do do you have any intel on on all this?
1: Yeah, I think with Coach Melton, I think it just you know, fourteen years had, had kind of been a good run there. I think it was just time uh, for everyone to kind of make a change. I, I think they just you know your personalities start to clash a little bit and that kind of thing, especially when you deal with strong personalities. I think it was just time uh, for uh, for everyone to kind of go a different direction and so that's kind of what's happened. I think Coach Melton's looking more in the athletic administration side of things now at this point. Not sure we'll see him land as a head coach uh, anytime soon. I think you may see word of him landing maybe in, in more of an administrative role out there in El Paso. Uh, coach Robles, Noe Robles uh, is a former America's assistant. He was on staff as a position coach under Coach Melton before he got the co-DC job there at Eastlake. So, uh, local name within Socorro ISD, uh, familiar, a lot of familiarity there, so uh, don't know much about Coach Robles uh, uh, other than uh, he was an assistant at Americas and Coast DC at Eastlake. Eastlake uh, has transitioned to 6A very well and been a solid program uh, out there in El Paso. Uh,
0: it's a little bit uncomfortable to talk to, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Katie Pato. Um, uh, uh, you know, Lonnie Teagle uh, was, uh, you know, took over uh, the position this year uh, there in. Um, uh, in the mid season he was uh, dismissed from KDISD after some uh, troubling accusations and, and charges. charges uh, yeah, subsequent came out.
1: arrest yeah i mean he was arrested yeah let yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: so uh, cer- certainly very, so so very troubling. They, uh, uh, David Hicks – David Senior, I should say, uh, was the uh, that would was, be a story
1: if David Hicks was hired. I was hey, say, DJ Hicks, hey, yeah,
0: yeah, be like, what was that letter of intent? Uh, uh-huh. But uh, uh, he was named interim for the final four uh, four games, and uh, and I understand. I guess I I must have missed this. There's obviously a lot going on, uh, but he they pulled the interim tag. He's going to be the permanent head coach.
1: Yes, yeah, and I think that was a very popular move there amongst mm-hmm. the uh, the team there in And I think Coach Hicks, considering the circumstances when he took over as the interim, if you look at how Peyto played. Uh, at the end of the season, they played pretty well. Were very competitive uh, late down the stretch against some really good teams during KDISD. So I think that was overall a, a really popular move. And, and so wish Coach Hicks the best. He's a great guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Wish him the best of luck in his first head coaching job there. I think having a full off season and kind of getting to some normalcy there at Pato, uh will help settle things down a little bit after the chaos of the past season
0: uh central texas pflugerville weiss is open steve van meter is out after three seasons um i thought i thought they did pretty well in their first year at 6a yeah Um, this is this is more of a
1: retirement i mean van mm -hmm. meter doesn't like to use the word retirement because he (laughs) he's like you never say never that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but i I think this is more of a van meter retirement than anything else uh technically it's a resignation but really he he retired Mm -hmm. uh -hmm. he's been around for a while he got 200 wins i think yeah. You know, could he pop back you know he retired when he left uh, when he left Hutto and then came back after a couple of years so you know you never say never but this I would consider this more retirement than a resignation um, I'll be they're, they're gonna hire tomorrow um, mm-hmm. on the 17th is that's when that step bomb will drop um, I would uh, be very surprised if it's not someone with within Blue or real ISD for this job
0: uh, it's always news whenever a job at Plano ISD opens and especially when you're talking about Plano senior high uh, where mm-hmm. Todd Ford. Uh, is, is out after three seasons there. Um, And I mean, look, they've been uh, Plano ISD has just kind of been looking for the answers there in kind of this brave new world out there in Plano ISD and in that, that neck of the woods where, you know, you are this enormous school. They still are top five in enrollment, right? I want to say,
1: I want to say, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, And yet, you know, they, they just haven't been able to find, they kind of are now like a giant among giants Mm -hmm. and, now I know with Plano ISD they typically like to get Plano guys. Um, you know they 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 the, you know traditionally they have gone to people who are kind of within the program, not necessarily within the program but know the that, program and are from Plano. Tom
1: Kimbro, John Clark, yeah. old school Plano tree, and they, they've kind of gone away from that recently, just with the change. You know, once uh, Coach Gerald Brantz retired as the athletic director. They actually brought in the outside athletic director, and Jeff Smith, who was in, in McKinney ISD. Um, and then you see his last couple of hires—you know, hiring Tyler Soak up there at Plano West, mm-hmm. who came from Hebron, and then Plano East uh, hiring Tony Benedetto from Dallas Woodrow Wilson. Uh, so the last two hires that have been made recently have been outside Plano guys. So this will be Coach Smith's first hire um, at Plano, Plano High, but it'll it'll basically mean he'll have hired all three head coaches there in the district. Uh, there is an internal candidate at Plano Senior High who I think has – I can say that he's on staff. Clayton George um, mm-hmm. is kind of the, the the internal guy who's looking to get the job. Um, obviously, Clayton George is a name that most people in the Metroplex are very familiar with. He's from the Todd Dodge tree, coached there with Todd Dodge in North Texas. He's been a head coach at Haltom, Tyler, Le- Tyler Lee. Uh, before it changed to Legacy, he's been a head coach. He's been at on Todd Ford's staff for the past three years, so – He's the strong internal candidate, but I do know they interviewed last week, and they did interview some head coaches uh, from outside of the Plano ISD tree. So, um, be interested to see what direction they go. I don't have a good read on where they're going to go, but I, I think that decision should be coming very fa- fairly soon. I actually have it on my list to call Coach Smith tomorrow to get an update.
0: Well, get on it, dude. What like what are you even doing?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a holiday. I'll let him slide today, but he'll be he'll be here. His phone will be ringing tomorrow for sure. So, Coach Smith, if Got you're it. listening, I'm calling you tomorrow
0: um okie dokie so let's now one one of the retirement there in the 6a ranks we, we want to mention is uh joe willis who uh a 30 30 years as head coach or as, as a coach or like 14 as as head coach plays like ira and i think most people um will know him from his time probably at cedar park when he left them two title games yeah one a title yeah. game one a title in 2020, Uh but certainly wish coach uh, coach willis the best in in his retirement after a, a long and illustrious career state champion I coach.
1: I I, don't be surprised if coach Willis pops back up at some point in the future, though. I don't know if he's quite done coaching just yet. Just saying,
0: just saying, there's a step tease. Um, so two years ago, go check the tape. We talked on this very podcast about Brownsville veterans Memorial, hiring some guy named Kelly Lee, who is leaving his spot as the head coach at Eastern New Mexico university. um, Well, Matthew, uh, I have some. I have some news. Oh, what what is that? (laughs) Uh, Kelly Lee has left Brownsville Veterans Memorial after uh, after two seasons to become the. I'm checking my notes here. The head coach at Eastern New Mexico (laughs) University. Yep,
1: yep. I uh, first off, I think Coach Lee did a heck of a job at Brownsville. Yes, he did. They did it great. That ground and he was always. And to be clear,
0: he was always very good to us, and we got nothing but good, nice things to say about Coach Lee.
1: I think what this is, is coach. If you look at the timeline, coach Lee left Eastern New Mexico in 2021 and we were st- still dealing with COVID-19 and, and the pandemic and all the, all the, all that, in, all that it entailed. Remember, remember those days, Tepper? Um, mm-hmm. And so Eastern New Mexico had their 2020 season canceled and New Mexico obviously handled things quite a bit differently than the state of Texas did. And I, Not going to get into right or wrong, who was right, who was wrong, how that happened. I'm just saying that the facts on the ground are that New Mexico handled the pandemic differently than Texas did. Mm -hmm. And I think Coach Lee had some real concerns that Eastern New Mexico was not going to have a football season in 2021. And I think that caused him to go out and look for jobs because he was not getting assurances from his administration or the state that they would play in 2021. And I don't think he wanted to sit out two football seasons which is why he went to Brownsville Vets, because he knew they were going to have a football season. So mm-hmm. uh, I think when Eastern Mexico finally got back up and running, uh, he kind of took note of it. And then when they had a coaching change this year, I think he just decided. You know, I, I think he views uh, New Mexico as home, and I think he wanted to go back home.
0: Um, one of the biggest open jobs now, and, and I do want to get into this one a little bit. A&M Consolidated open. Yes. Uh, Lee, Lee Fedora, a two-time state champ. Uh, has has stepped down. He went fifty seven to fifteen there at his alma mater. Uh, Pretty strong is this, record. Is this a is this a retirement too?
1: No, is... I I think this is a a fedora and administration not seeing eye to eye on things mm. uh, in the direction of things. So I I I, I'll, I think I think coach fedora now coach fedora could sit out a year. I mean, he sat out a year when he left Navasota. I mean he's got. Mm-hmm. Coach Fedora's got a lot of a lot of things going on. Like he's got he's got a lot of things outside of football that he can do, that mm-hmm. where he he's not just gonna be sitting around bored. You know you know what I mean. So, uh, I, you know, him not coaching this year wouldn't be a surprise, but I don't think he's retiring. I think he's looking to get back in. But I think he's very limited. He's gonna be very picky about where he looks, and I think he kind of wants to stay in that. Braz- he's a Brazos- He's an A consolidated mm-hmm. grad. He's got roots there. I don't think he's looking to leave. So it, I I think it would be a job in that region that he would look at and it's not in that region i think he would just kind of do what he's doing outside of football
0: well um, and unlike uh, another job that we talked about earlier with cedar hill um i know for a fact because you told me this uh that the they are not having problems finding candidates for this job no,
1: this is a very popular job and, and from what i've told they're bringing five candidates in on tuesday uh, tomorrow and wednesday for a second round of interviews and four of the five candidates are currently head coaches and I would say all four, to varying degrees, have very good resumes. We're talking; they've taken teams deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we have a state champion on that list. We have guys who played for state championships on that list, but not think anyone's won a state championship on that list. But all four um, are very good head coaches uh, with very, you know, to varying degrees. And I think you know, two of them are currently head coaches in the Houston area, and two of them are currently head coaches in the Dallas area. But the two Dallas area head coaches, I would say, have ties to if not that area, they have ties to the Houston area, which is right down the road. So, um, the fifth candidate has been a head coach, has been a good head coach, but not to the level of those other four. He's currently a coordinator in the metroplex. So I'll, that's that. That much I'll tell you.
0: Um,
1: well, I'll tell you, the listener. I've already told you.
0: Yeah, you already told me. You I can't. Know. I I personally I can't believe Bill Belichick's in on this job. It's um, crazy. It is. Uh what's the vibe around Friendswood? Uh Robert Koopman's out after uh, uh after eleven seasons. Um he's retiring. Wish him the best, obviously, moving forward. Um Friendswood's always struck me as a pretty decent job. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, I if wonder
1: if they're five A, it's a pretty good job. They're they're boxed mm-hmm. in a little bit. They can't really grow anymore, but they're they're kind of always on that six A, five A borderline. And they've had success when they've been in five A. Um, I, the, I've heard there's a current Houston head coach in the mix who has ties to that Friendswood program. Uh, that's about the only name I've heard so far, but I, I haven't heard much else on it. But I would imagine uh, they'd be making a decision pretty soon. I mean, we're we're going to start seeing a flurry of hires uh, here le- towards the end of the month as, in the beginning of February. Cause that's typically when you start seeing all those school, school board meetings happening.
0: Uh, speaking of retirements, uh, Manville is open. Kevin Hall has retired uh, after five seasons leading the Mavericks. Uh, he, he's, he went 50 and 13 there at, at Manville, which is pretty you know, awfully impressive, and, and, and big shoes to fill as well. Uh, and, and whoever takes over this job will have big shoes to fill there in Manville, which the, the certainly I would say the game has changed since um you know really over the past 10 years i think especially with the opening of of shadow creek high like there's there's Mm -hmm. just there's a lot of moving parts there in alvin isd
1: yeah you know shadow creek opened up really really hurt them and then you know iowa colony opened up iowa colony hurt is going to hurt shadow creek more than manville but just continuing to kind of divide and conquer the 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 talent base there at alvin isd but manville still managed to be a they they went 13 and 1 just a just a couple of years ago, so we're not talking about a team that's been in the in the dumps. They were, I think, they were eight and four last year. So very solid, still a good job. Um, I'll be interested to see what direct, you know, just it just I, I broke that news on Friday while sitting next to Mike Roach on a plane. Uh, so you know, it, it, it's it's fairly new. The job, the job they did, they posted the job right away. But I imagine that some fairly well known names will uh, will emerge from that. And speaking of the Houston area, I'll give you a little step tease here, Tepper.
0: There you um, go.
1: Tomorrow, a on Tuesday, January seventeenth, right around lunchtime, look for a pretty significant job opening in the Houston area. Just saying.
0: Mm. Mm. I'll
1: tell you. I'll tell you when we're done recording. That's and then teasy. Everyone okay. will have to. Everyone else will have to find out at lunch tomorrow.
0: Okay, I get to know like fourteen hours early. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So. So. Uh. We now have two. Two. Active Texas high school football coaches who are leaving to go be head football coaches of the college ranks. Uh, New Braunfels Canyon is open. Uh, Travis Bush was hired to become the first uh, head coach at UTRGV, uh, which is going to start playing Division One football in 2025. Um mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, congrats to him. That's uh, that yeah. was, I know that was a really coveted job by a lot of people.
1: Yes. Yeah. I actually talked to Coach Bush. I actually interviewed him over the weekend down there at Corpus Christi at the Coaches Club. Mm. Um, he's very excited. He's, you know, he's very busy. He's got a lot going on. He's got a, they're, they're building a Division I college football program from scratch. But obviously, he's got ties to the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas. His dad is a Hall of Famer, uh, down in the valley, uh, Bruce Bush. He's also, mm-hmm. you know, a longtime head coach in addition to in the valley to uh you know coastal bend alice and gregory portland travis bush is a gregory portland grad uh so he's got ties to south texas it it fits um i believe his wife is from the rio grande valley so it all it all makes sense or you know his his wife Uh, but it all makes sense it all all ties together and coach bush actually has he was on utsa's first staff of larry coker so he's done this before so Um, i think all those things fit uh, and I think it opens up a really good job there at New Braunfels Canyon. They had a great year this year. Um, you know, he's done, a, you know, done a good job with that program. Um, I think the smart money at Canyon is an internal hire. Um, I think what they're waiting for. I think the su- they're, they're hiring a new superintendent in Comal ISD, so they kind of got to wait for all that to get done before they can actually move forward with the hiring process.
0: Um, so <laughs> let's talk about Tyler High. Uh, okay. so Rick, Ricklin Holmes has resigned after 11 seasons at his alma mater. Um, Tyler high is open. Um, I will say this about coach Holmes, whom I have, he was, I've, I've said this before. I make no bones about it. I think he's, I love him. I think he's great. He was the first ever guest we had on, on our internet show. He is. Um, first ever. Um, I think he's, I think he's great. He is a bit of a lightning rod. He um, can be. he speaks, he, he speaks his mind. He, he speaks his speaks mind. mind. Yes.
1: Um,
0: I think he's a darn good football coach. Uh, obviously, the, the results haven't been weren't there this year. Um, I am interested what you think the market is for Tyler High there in, in, in Cujo land. Because it, it's 5A Division one in East Texas is tough sledding. It
1: is. It is. You know, both jobs in Tyler ISD are open. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, Joe Willis left. Tyler High is a little further along in their process. Um, in fact, I expect a name to be made. Monday school board meeting I think they'll have a name on the 23rd. Uh, I think they had a, they had a pretty good applicant pool. Uh, I think the, the two there's two people to watch out for. One is a name in Oklahoma that if you're a college football fan you might have some familiar especially in the big 12 you might have some familiarity with. Um, Bob Stoops yeah that's that's it Bob Stoops is headed Tyler um, and the other one is a that would be so great it would be, it would be awesome uh probably have him on the show um and then the other one is a current Houston area assistant coach at a pretty solid Houston program so mm. those the, the two names that I'm hearing so it wouldn't surprise me if, if either the Oklahoma guy or the guy from the Houston area gets that job those are kind of the two names but I, I expect them to have a name in fact, we might see both Tyler and Tyler Legacy hire on January twenty third, but for sure Tyler Tyler Ha is going to hire on twenty third.
0: As we dip down to four A, we're going to stay in East Texas and and talk about Henderson. Othel Ro- Robinson is out after after two seasons. Um, this is now a program that uh, has won eight games in the last three seasons. Um, is there is there a, is there a thought that like that? Is it? I mean, is there a thought that? I mean, this is a team that the team that won a state championship in 2010 and has been like was a perennial deep East Texas like contender. Is 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 the move up to 4A just like? Is that like, just doing problem? Is that the is that the problem I, I, here? No,
1: I think it's more because you know, they, they were having all those all their success in 4A. You know, when Dicky mm-hmm. Meeks I and Phil Castles right, yeah. are
0: – Yeah, you know, I think I think of them as 3A state champs in 2010, yeah. but I have to remember that was actually 4A. Yeah.
1: I think they they just they've they've made a great investment into their facilities. Their facilities are unreal there, but they've just hit a bad a down stretch in talent. They just don't have a lot. I mean, I I saw one of their basketball games. They lost in boys basketball like eighty five to fifteen the other mm-hmm. day in boys. Like they're, I think they're just they're just in a down cycle of talent right now, and I think the the folks there are just gonna have to be patient. I think. I, I like Othell Robinson, but I, I never thought of him as a long term solution, especially when his wife never leaves her job in DeSoto to be as a girl's mm. basketball coach. Never really thought Othel Robinson was gonna be in Henderson for a long time. So I think what they need is just some stability and someone's gonna go in there and try to build that program. I know they started the interviews up. Um, it's it's not athletic it's not athletic director head. They have a separate athletic director, um, so it's head football coach only. So I don't think you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of current head coaches that are that are have good resumes apply for this job. I think what it's going to be is a lot of assistant coaches looking into this job.
0: Uh, we don't we, we don't necessarily talk all that much uh, about teams that went 0 and 10 this past year or teams that have won 10 games combined in the last five seasons. But um, I think Caldwell just made a really nice hire. Uh, yeah, hiring Sean Withers. With
1: yeah, uh, a m A and M Consolidated Offensive Coordinator. Uh, I think obviously he saw the writing on the wall with Fedora leaving. Uh, that 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 College Station ISD was not going to hire anyone internally because I think if they would have, if he would have gotten an indication that he would have been a viable candidate for the console job, I think he would have applied for it. So I think that just that told you that told me right away when he took that Caldwell job so quick that College Station was going to go outside for the console hire. So uh, great hire for Caldwell. Uh, Caldwell, I think um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how long uh, he can kind of get his, his system installed. And Caldwell's been kind of a run-heavy team over the recent mm-hmm. years, so he's probably going to be more of a wide-open spread guy. So maybe some growing pains this year, but, but I, he's a well-thought-of assistant coach.
0: Central Texas, um, Mike Ludlow is out at Robinson after a single season. He goes three and seven, and uh, I would say they make a relatively splashy hire, Brian and Chris Lancaster.
1: Yeah, so Robinson ISD, you know, now now Coach Ludlow's son was as a freshman was the quarterback this year, so he's Mm -hmm. obviously not going to be there at Robinson next year. She had to had to make a change of quarterback. Coach Lancaster did a heck of a job there at Little River Academy. um, With that program, had one of their best seasons, in fact, maybe their best season in school history in 2021. Uh, so obviously he's done a great job and it is a good fit for coach Lancaster personally. Um, and you know, he's got ties to the area. I know he knows he's, uh, he's worked with some folks in administration at Robinson. Uh, Robinson's issue to me is they, they need to let their coaches coach. And some, they've had an overly involved school board over the past mm. few years. I think they just need to, uh, let the folks that they've put in those positions do
0: their jobs. Um, an underappreciated coaching job. Uh, but let's take a moment to give some flowers to what Rocky Smart did at Sanger. Um, he's out after four seasons, and and the record's not going to blow you away twenty one and twenty one. But when you consider what he took over, he took over a team that was zero and ten, and then he goes one and nine in his first year, and then to finish twenty one and twenty one is is minor miracle stuff there from Rocky Pretty Smart. Pretty
1: strong, <laughs> yeah. He did a great job there at Sanger, and I I think he kind of got a raw deal there. You know, when the AD Chuck Galbraith, who was the longtime head coach. Uh, before Coach Smart moved into AD-only role, retired, I think there was a, th- a lot of thought there in Sanger that he that they would just give the job to Coach Smart, that he'd done such a good job as head coach. He was ready for that combined role again, and when they told him he wasn't going to get it, uh, that obviously didn't set well with a lot of people. And so Coach Smart just says, okay, I'm just going to go about eight miles up the road and take over at Valley View. And that's exactly what he did. He's now the head coach at Valley View. Uh,
0: speaking of, uh, of kind of rallying from, uh, you know, from slow starts uh I thought what Ruben Garcia did at Falfurias was awfully impressive uh he goes basically one in 19 his first two seasons and then uh this past year seven wins and a playoff appearance which is which really resonates there uh in for the fight in Jerseys he now uh, is going to take over as the uh, as head coach and athletic director at Kingsville uh where they have uh they, they have moved on from James Jefferson after a single season
1: yeah, uh, Coach Garcia uh, talked to him, interviewed him there at Corpus Christi Coaches Clinic. Uh, he's a Kingsville. A&M, he graduated from A&M Kingsville. He lived in Kingsville and was commuting to Falfurrias every day, so uh, made a lot of sense for him. He really wanted uh, that Kingsville job, and, and I think uh, the energy that he'll bring to that Kingsville program uh, will, will serve them well. So, uh, Coach Garcia did a heck of a job there at Falfurrias. You yeah, remember that in, in those first couple? You know, a lot of those teams, especially in South Texas. You know, 2020 was so difficult for them to even have a season, but then not having an off-season because they really didn't have an off-season uh, until this mm-hmm. past year. So, you know, those two years were really tough for them because of, of some of the COVID restrictions and that kind of thing. And to bounce back and go 7-4 and four in 2022 shows what Coach Garcia can do when he's got a full off-season and able to get the kids to buy in.
0: Uh, one of the, the gentlemen who I like a lot and also has one of the all-time um, – landmine last names. Tommy Pensick has, has resigned after 13 years at Howlitzville with the Bramas. He did a hell of a job at Howlitzville. Yeah.
1: Um, They have like nine seasons where they won 10 games or something or nine games. It was, he had a heck of a run there at Howlitzville. It took them to a state championship game as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I think this is more, this, I don't think coach Pensick is officially retiring, but he's, he's eligible to retire. So, you know, good run for him at Howlitzville. I think it's a very attractive job down there in the Crossroads region, and I, I think they'll get some, some interesting names put in for that job. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty good gig. They've got tradition there, and I, I don't see any reason why uh, they still can't be a very good team.
0: Um, let's, it's, it's, it's time for Ray Biles' time. Um, Ray Biles has retired after 31 seasons as head coach at Lorena. Um, he was a guy who, you know, the the that's the headline. The headline is 31 seasons there at Lorena, and and I mentioned this. I did a radio interview this week about this, about how um, he is, in my opinion, aside from being one of the nicest guys in Texas high school football history, yes, um, uh, he is also, I think, such a great testament to um, understanding that the grass is not always greener. Uh, he made a home at Lorena. And just brick by brick, built them into a contender, um, and got and got his got his just desserts in in yeah. 2021 with that state championship run, um, and 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 I think everybody's going to remember the state title run, his 200th win, and and the state championship, and all that fun stuff. And that is obviously a headline, but to me, the entire career is is a real testament to to the guy that he is, and 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 I hope I hope he enjoys retirement. I really do.
1: Yeah, he's such a good guy and I think his his career is a testament to what what happens when when you know things don't go well you know and, mm-hmm. and the community stays patient with him you know they could have easily you know he had back to back one in nine seasons in 2006 and 2007 and yeah. at a lot of places they would have run him off mm-hmm. you know they all oh, you've been here 15 years you know never you know his first before 2007 from 1992 to 2007 Lorena won nine games once. Mm. and you're you know you go one and nine twice and you're like you know we've been good but not great have not got out of the play- first round front first round of the playoffs and they stuck with them and after those two one and nine seasons from 2008 to 2022 Lorena only had two losing seasons and they made the playoffs in, in both of those losing seasons and they had five ten win seasons in a state championship so uh i think it's a testament to to being patient and 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 not running a guy off after a bad year or two. And then for Coach Biles, like you said, not the grass. I'm sure Coach Biles had opportunities to leave Lorena, but he liked Lorena. He thought the people treated – and it was one of those you know mutual deals, right? I think he had loyalty to them because they were loyal to him after a couple of bad seasons. And it's a testament to what happens when there's loyalty and transparency on both sides of the coin between coach and administration and community.
0: Um, staying in Central Texas, Rockdale was open uh, and then closed. Jacob Campsey steps down for three seasons, uh, and they went out and they hired uh, Hunter Hamrick, who was the former offensive coordinator uh, for Rockdale. Was he the offensive coordinator? He won when they won a title, was he? No, right before that.
1: Yeah, right before that. They had, I think, the year his last year at Rockdale. They went to the, they went his last year at Rockdale was they lost in the regional finals to Fairfield. Yes, that's right. They got got Larry Rose, which. Who didn't get Larry Rose? That will Ar- yeah. Well Even Argyle got Larry Rose a little bit. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't. They won, but it was a great game. Uh, so he's been at Ingleside. He had a great year at Ingleside this year. So um, you know, Coach Hamrick, I think this uh, is a chance for him. I think his wife is from the area, so a chance to get closer to home. And I think him leaving Ingleside opens up a really attractive job down there in the coastal. I think Ingleside is an attractive gig there in four A Division two.
0: Um, holidays open. Uh, a wild man, Frank Johnson, has retired after a great year, a great career. Twenty-one years there, one hundred and seventy and seventy-nine, uh, Colorado City, and then and then Holiday. Um, each of the last six years at Holiday. I mean, they were. I mean, if it were not for Gunner, like they're the best team in that region. Playing this, yeah. like, like, yeah. there's really no doubt about it. Yeah. And it can't um, be,
1: couldn't beat Gunner. No, it couldn't. Yeah. You know, and not a lot of people can beat Gunner. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, great career for Coach Johnson. I think Holiday is a very attractive job. They're very pro-athletics. I think their they're superintendent is an ex-coach, which I think is very attractive for a lot of coaches. I know they are starting interviews this week. Um, I do know that um, there is an internal candidate who I think is going to get some consideration, but they're also bringing in uh, some interesting names from outside of the district. So I think I think we'll see. If we don't see the internal hire, I think the external hire is going to be a name we're very familiar with because a lot of there's several coaches with good resumes that have put in for this
0: one. Um, a, a note of appreciation once again to uh, to another coach. Hugh Springs is open. Chris Edwards has stepped down after 25 years there, 16 as head coach. Uh, went to the playoffs 15 out of 16 years. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty good. Um, that's pretty
1: good. Yeah. The, the, the problem with Hugh Springs thing is that you know, Coach Edwards is a slot T guy, and I think they – right or wrong and we'll, we'll know if they're right or wrong here pretty soon mm-hmm. they just decided they wanted they were they were they were tired of the slot tea. they wanted to go a different direction
0: um looking for other ones that i want to kind of mention do, 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 do. Uh is open uh, uh chris freitag uh 13 years at his alma mater um this past year 11 and 2 really good year uh-huh. 11 the regional finals back in 2016 uh, Flatonia going to be an, another another interesting gig down there in the two A ranks.
1: Yeah, the, the graduations hit them pretty hard. I, I you know whoever takes over is probably going to be in, a, in for a little bit of a rebuild uh, there at Flatonia. But this is a program that, that I think consistently has won uh, down there in Region Four in Class Two A. So uh, they, may, they may be maybe in for a couple of down years, but with patience, I think whoever gets that job can get that thing uh, up and running.
0: Did I miss any that you really want to talk about? Uh, That's pretty comprehensive.
1: Yeah, we 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 hit we hit the uh, hit the high notes for sure. I think, uh, you know, I, I think that's uh, I think, I think we hit it pretty good.
0: Nice little catch up. So there you go. There's some coaching change. Uh, I'll look at some of the coaching changes across the state. This, right, will some,
1: this, this will be something we probably do in February, March, and April as well, uh, as the coaching so. change carousel continues to uh, to roll. Uh-huh.
0: Absolutely. All right. It's now time to hold ourselves accountable. Oh Matthew. no. Um, where, you know, you and I, we've, we've talked on this, we've talked on this podcast a lot. We've probably talked for like a, like a week and a half combined of our lives here on this podcast. And, uh, we say a lot, uh, but we don't always follow up. And so consider this follow up Friday, uh, here on, on Monday. Um, and what, so here's what I did, Matthew, and you don't know this. I went back and listened to I believe five, four different episodes of our show. I went back and I listened to all four of our preview shows. Okay. And I went back and listened to our sleepers show back okay. in April. Okay. And, uh, and I wrote down what we predicted for the 2022 season. Oh boy! I wrote it down. And so look, this is, this is just holding ourselves accountable, okay? It is, it is. And, and so what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to roll through. First of all, I'm, let's let's talk a little bit. We're going to do the sleepers first. This is what we said back in April, okay? Back in April, we each, each of us wanted to. Um, well, we were tasked with naming three sleepers, three teams that we were that were quote unquote off the radar. People weren't talking about, which is kind of you know uh, generic, uh, <laughs> but. That we thought had a chance to make it to the regional semifinals at least, and had a had a shot of making the regional final. Okay, okay. so that's okay. kind of the the, the the you picked Lake Belton. Um, well, I would say that's actually like a decent pick. They just ran into the wrong first round team. Tough, yeah. Right? Those
1: those by district games. I mean, they went. Oh, were they nine
0: and two? They went nine or eight two. and three. Eight and three. Okay. Yeah. 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 Fort Stockton 10-1 year for them just. Fell in the area round.
1: Yeah. To a really uh, good Glen Rose team. We yes, found exactly. Out really, yes. really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Tioga. Tioga went 8-3, and three and then they got upset in the first round, right?
1: They were where one seed and got beaten in the first round. They were one of the 1-4 upsets. Okay. So. okay. Yeah. So,
0: so those those were your sleepers. I would say... I've, average. Fair.
1: Fair. Yeah, yeah. Fair, yeah.
0: <clears throat> Matt Steph, can I tell you who my sleepers were?
1: Let's go. Let's hear it.
0: Burleson Centennial.
1: Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> Yep, Swish. You did, did pretty good there, yeah. yeah.
0: Lumberton,
1: <laughs> pretty good.
0: Another regional semifinals, eleven and two, and Price Carlisle, eleven and two regional semifinals. Jeez. Oh, so uh, I'm doing the I'm doing the Vince McMahon walk right now. You can't oh, see for me, sure. you, the you, and
1: deservedly so. That's impressive. Uh,
0: that's uh, okay, but like the thing is, like the year before, you called Marlin, and so like I was due. For a good sleeper. Yeah. You know
1: I had I mean? the, and then like the year before that, I, it was a, two years ago, I called Post. So, yeah. I Post, mean, you know, yeah, Post. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Right. I, but I, I don't think either – I, I didn't do terrible, and you no. did You did no, no, great. No, no. So it's a, it's, a, it's a solid year for us yeah, as, would, as, a, so.
0: for a sleeper, as a group. And we did, that in, we did that in April. Yeah. I'm,
1: April. I'm riding. I'm riding your coattails on hey, this yes, one. So, yeah.
0: I would say as a podcast, pretty good. All right. Do uh, you want to go smallest to largest or largest to smallest as far as classification? Small- smallest goes. to largest. Okay. Well, I was the only one who did 1A picks. Uh, my regional picks were v- Turkey Valley, that was uh, very wrong. Westbrook, Abbott, and Jonesboro, uh, and then I had Westbrook over Abbott in the title game, which is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yay me! One in Division Two, uh, I got uh, I got almost goose egged. Uh, I had Balmorey did not win their region, Benjamin okay did win their region, Oglesby did not win their region, and Richland Springs did not win the region. So I went 1 for 4 on regional picks, uh but I did pick Benjamin to win the state championship, so a little kiss for me. All there right, you go. 2A Division 2. 2A Two Division 2. Your regional you, you picked uh for your uh your regional winners. Wellington over over Clarendon. Mm-hmm. Albany over Munster. Okay. Mart over Tenaha. Okay. And Burton over Chilton. Okay, and then in the title game, you had Albany over Mart. Swish. How about that? I yeah. had the exact same. I had Wellington, Albany, Mart, and Burton, and I had Albany over. I did have Albany over Burton though. I said Perfect. I think I picked the Burton and to
1: beat. Wellington Martin. was the only one who didn't make the. But Wellington lost in the regional finals, so it's not right. like we yeah. had a huge yeah, miss.
0: We, we lost okay. in the regional finals. Two A Division One, Matthew. Uh, you had Holly, Marlin timpson and shiner mm. and then you had timpson over Hawley in a title game mm. so uh, some hits and misses yeah marlin marlin was just, i mean we also didn't know darren galette didn't get hurt yet
1: and yeah and they they, they, just, they were never right this year
0: right exactly i had uh cisco and mm. marlin mm. Uh, timpson ding and shiner mm. and then i had uh i did have shiner beating marlin in a title game so good going dumb dumb um didn't get any of those right basically all right 3a division two you had canadian gunner newton in lexington and then you had gunner over newton in a title game uh, yeah i mean well, you know, canadian gunner right
1: like, canadian no, gunner
0: on. um yeah. left side of the bracket you had right um and then the thing is like i mean harmony over newton is like one of the biggest upsets in recent history, yeah. and Lexington so. went Lexington went ten ten and one this, so mm-hmm. right exactly. Yeah. Um, I had can, I had Canadian Gunner Newton and Poth, and Ooh. then I had um, Gunner over Newton in a title game. So um, good job, both. Nice job, job Poth. Nice There's a poll, three A Division one. You had Brock, Mount Vernon, Franklin, and Edna. And then you had Mount Vernon over Franklin. You get a big asterisk for this one. The Mount Vernon quarterback injury completely yes. changed.
1: I, I, I think if Mount Vernon's quarterback doesn't get hurt, I think they might be. They might have played. They, I think they might have played for a state title.
0: Yeah, I, I choose to believe that. Um, uh, you know, because I had the same final four. I had Brock, Mount Vernon, Franklin, and Edna. But then I had Brock over Franklin in a title game, which ended up being you know you know coin flip game yeah, ended up being yeah. a last second field goal so you know not all that wrong but still wrong good job done though. for division two you had wichita falls hershey carthage west orange stark and geronimo navarro oh, and then you had carthage over west orange stark so um you yeah. got the big one right
1: yeah but west orange stark crashed and burned navarro didn't have a great year
0: so, you know. Yeah, you did have you did have Navarro over Wimberly for what it's worth.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, Hershey lost to Glenrose in the third round. But I think Hershey and Glenrose are clearly the two best teams in Region 1 this year.
0: Well, let me tell you. I had Glenrose winning Region 1. Look at you. Look at me. I also had Carthage winning Region 2, and the right side of the brackets not important what I had. Uh, I had West Orange Stark and Navarro, and then I had Carthage over West Orange Stark in the title game. So, uh, uh, passing grade. The, the, the Glen Rose one is, is a good pull 4 a Division One. Um, this is kind of the opposite because you uh, most of the time you've been money on the left side of the bracket and garbage on the right side. This time you flipped thanks,
1: it. Thanks, Tepper. Appreciate
0: that. You had, you had Brownwood in Region One. You had Stephenville in Region Two. You had Chapel Hill in Region Three and Bernie in Region Four. Okay, okay Not back. bad. Hey, and then, then you Ch-
1: got upset in the third round by Wichita Falls, but you okay. know. know.
0: Uh, and then you had Chapel Hill over Stephenville in mm. the title game. Nope. I i had <laughs> I had El Paso Riverside winning Region 1. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, well, I had China Spring in Region 2. There you go. Okay. okay. Uh, and then I had Chapel Hill and Bernie. So I had three of the four oh, regional yeah. champions, but then I did have Chapel Hill over China Spring. To start the year, so uh, we all doubted you, China Spring. Um, okay, five A Division two. You had Wichita Falls Rider winning Region one. You had South Oak Cliff winning Region two. You had Fort Bend Marshall winning Region three. And do you remember who you had winning Region four? Gregory Portland. Gregory Portland. Yeah. Gregory Portland. Um, huh. You had you had South Oak Cliff winning the title over Fort Bend Marshall. So, okay. you know, got that one. right. Got that one right. Yeah. 5A division two for me. I had Argyle winning region one. Good job. South Oak Cliff winning region two. Good job. Fort Bend Marshall winning region three. And uh. Liberty Hill winning region four. And then I had South Oak Cliff over Fort Bend Marshall. Okay. 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 I'm having fun on this. C- I gotta be
1: considering honest. we did these in April before we really yeah. dug into questionnaires. And you know, yeah.
0: it's not terrible. 5A division one. Uh, you had Denton Ryan, mm. Longview, mm. Smithson Valley okay. and Edinburgh Vela. Uh, okay. and then you had Longview over Smithson Valley. That's a you know, basically like Ryan Alito was pretty coin flippy. yeah. Um, Smithson Valley came within a yard. Of it, you know, yep. um, and then Edinburgh Vela, Edinburgh Vela, PSJ North was a you had you had Edinburgh Vela over PSJ North in in a, in a regional yeah.
1: final. Vela lost to Corpus Christi Vets by seven in the mm-hmm. you know so you yeah. know
0: I had I had Ryan Longview A consolidated and PSJ North. I just had the wrong Brazos Valley team, yeah, uh, did, yeah. and then PSJ North, uh, and then I had A uh, Longview over A consolidated. All right, so then six A we go, and obviously with some of the divisions with the division split, this is a little bit complicated, but. Division two, you had Denton Geyer, Ding, okay. DeSoto, Ding, ding. Katie, ding. ding, and Vandegrift. Boom! All four. You did have Katie over DeSoto in the title game, though. I won. That's sort of the title
1: game. Yeah. I just didn't didn't have yeah. him winning
0: it. So uh, uh, A division two. I had Southlake Carroll, which is is a miss for different reasons. Um, DeSoto, Katie, and Vandergrift, and then I had Southlake Carroll over Katie in the title game. So that really, the big, the big flub for me was not having them in D one. That was basically no. Carroll was D two. Oh, Carroll was D two, and they just didn't they win lost. The a,
1: they lost to Guyer in the regional final.
0: That's right. Yeah, in my yeah. face, in in my stupid face. Uh, and finally, six eighty one. You had Southlake Carroll in in, in uh, region one, which yeah. again, kind of your know, miles may vary. You had Duncanville. Mm-hmm. You had North Shore. And you had Westlake. And then okay. you called North Shore over Duncanville in six eighty one, yeah. which, I, you
1: know, hey, listen. I, I, I think the question has to be asked if Caleb Bailey plays, is North Shore beat Duncanville? Mm-hmm. But, you know, Dun- mm-hmm. Duncanville could turn around and say, hey, Quentin Jackson played in 2019. Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, I had Arlington Martin winning Region 1. No. Nope. Yes. No. Nope. Uh, Duncanville, North Shore, and Westlake. And then I had North Shore over Duncanville. So we had the right teams just yeah. had him flip you know north so, Shore,
1: duncanville at this point is just a spider-man meme. they're just they're oh, looking at yeah. each other in the
0: mirror I know. um so there you have it there are the uh that's that's what we did uh that's that those were uh i would say we did okay yeah um, especially
1: like i said the caveat being it's april
0: yeah uh i think i do think this was also i think we also have each have like a couple to point to and be like look how smart we are like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you know, we 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 called a couple of them early. I think I think you know, picking Bernie to win region four. Um, I think um, I'm I'm pretty proud of all my sleepers. I'm pretty proud of picking Glenn Rose to win region one and four. To region two. Yeah, yeah, things like should. That. Yeah. Anyway, up, so there you have it. There's there's us holding us accountable. And if you think that we're dumb, well, I agree. So there you go. My wife would agree. I mean, yeah, exactly right. Um. All right, and now. Here to tell us about all of the clinics he's going to on the Matt Step road trip is Matt Stepp, and he's brought to you by the greatness of Country Meats.
1: Vamping while I'm pulling up the reed. Famping while I'm pulling up the reed. Oh, okay, yeah, pulling he's up pulling the up
0: the reed, um, and and he's going to a lot of places, and yes. while he's going to these places, he'll be fueled by Country Meats.
1: Special shout-out to our sponsor, Country Meats. They handcraft delicious, healthier snacks to help groups and teams easily raise money with a dozen delicious flavors to choose from. Wow, Reach amazing. all your fundraising goals fast and order yours at countrymeats.com. Use discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's discount code STEP, the number one, and the number zero to get 10% off that first order. Countrymeats.com. It's
0: the best. I agree. Join the Country yes. Meets revolution.
1: Yes, we're the Country Meets Sandistas. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sandinistas Sandinistas um yes yeah, so uh last week I was at in beautiful Corpus Christi I don't know if you saw my pictures from the hotel but mm-hmm. I had a lovely hotel thank you to the Coastal Bend Coaches Association for uh hosting us and helping out and uh yeah I was down at Corpus last week uh doing some interviews that'll be up on texasfootball.com this week and uh this week I am headed to beautiful scenic Lubbock by the South Ooh. Plains Coaches Clinic uh, hang out with Coach McGuire and the Texas Tech guys. Talk to some coaches uh, on the South Plains and up in the Panhandle. Should be a lot of fun uh, over the weekend. It's going to be cold. <laughs> the weather The weather in Lubbock is going to be quite a bit different from the weather in Corpus this past weekend. So, uh, gotta bring my jacket. But looking forward to it. And then, uh, since we're not having a podcast till a month later, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, you know the rest of our clinic schedule. I know um, we'll all, me and you, will be at the DFW clinic in two weeks on January twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Uh, will be there, and I believe you and Pickle are going to go to College Station on February tenth. for The Lone Star Clinic is that the plan? Might
0: be, might be me and Ish. We're going to see, okay. going to figure uh, out exactly, but we will have a presence there.
1: Yes, because uh, uh, you know the Lone Star Clinic has a lot of good college speakers. Craven mm-hmm. might, yeah, I, I would say Craven. Think it. it
0: went last year, yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, the Lone Star Clinic, and then I know in April I'll also be hitting the Big Country Clinic, but we'll talk about that uh, in a, a later episode. So we'll be out on the co- on the winter uh, coaching clinic uh grind just talking to coaches getting the the pulse of things there the off season we we stay busy and uh yeah it should be a lot of fun i I enjoy i I haven't been to coaches clinics in three years so i'm actually right yeah because we had the COVID year and then i didn't go to clinics in 2021 because covid was kind of still floating around there and we weren't sure and then last year i was obviously sick and and hospitalized and couldn't go to clinics so it was a lot of fun I know I tried to, I tried to die on you um and uh it didn't didn't work out so uh yeah I'm I'm I was excited to be out there and you know it's just one of the things that we like to do at Dave Campbell's it, it, I think one of the things that separates us is that we get out to the coaches clinics and it's a great time to kind of network yeah. but it's also good to get some intel and find out how things are going and, and also get rumors on the coaching change carousel it's, uh, the, the the gossip the hot the hot goss uh, flies around at coaching clinic coaching clinics and
0: it's it's just for us like it's a good opportunity to just like like talk to coaches when they're a little bit disconnected and they can uh-huh. kind of give like a real, th- this is an interesting spot to ask coaches about where their program stands because like they've kind of done a lot of their postmortems like internally and stuff. Uh-huh. And so they have a good feeling of like where they think they're going, what they need to improve on, how they think last year went. Um, you know, you talk to a coach right after the season ends and they may not think the same way as they do, you know, three weeks later. So um, it's a good opportunity to, to talk to them. So okay, we'll be out.
1: I can eat some good food while I'm out there, too. I'm eat we'll some good out. food at Corpus Christi.
0: Yeah, I, I, I bet you will. I, I have no <laughs> doubt you will find some good food. Yes. Uh, that's going to do it for this January episode of Tep and Step. We will be back next month for another star studded episode of Tep and Step. So we hope you will join us then. Uh, thanks for being a Dave Campbell's text football subscriber. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next month on Tep and Step.